0: Hello and welcome to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Getting into today's top stories, City Council Member Steve Gall announced his resignation from the Municipal Body at a regular meeting Tuesday night, putting an abrupt end to his six years in the position and vacating a seat not due for reelection until 2025. Gall said he was resigning for personal reasons in a prepared statement, but in a follow-up interview elaborated that he was moving out of Washington. Gall was a divisive figure on the council, never hesitant to speak his mind with candid, opinionated remarks on everything from railroad mergers to parking violations to homelessness and everything in between. The approach was assertive and effective at some times, but confrontational and blunt at others. Gall tended to speak freely of his disagreement with, both, with third parties and fellow city officials, a tendency he acknowledged in his remarks, which said some council members, quote, may cheer in private because I'm gone. Mayor Jaron Rosian said he was thankful for Gall's service and presented the resigning council member with a certificate of appreciation. Gall urged his successor to run independently and with no agenda in his off script comments at the meeting. To replace a council member in the middle of their term, state law allows the rest of the council to either appoint a successor until the term expires or hold a special election to put the replacement up to vote. The question was not discussed at Tuesday night's meeting. The morning of December 6th, Henry County authorities served an arrest warrant for Samantha Shoemaker of Mount Pleasant for holding her significant other at gunpoint Saturday, December 3rd. At approximately 10 p.m. Saturday, Mount Pleasant Police and Henry County Sheriff officers received a dispatch to 710 North Main Street for a domestic disturbance. According to the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation, a male caller reported a subject where a gun was holding him hostage in a bathroom of the home. Documents provided by Shoemaker further identify the other party as Steve Lovell In court documents, Schumacher alleges she and Lovell arrived at the home at 9 p.m. and a verbal altercation broke out pertaining to a disagreement over a phone. Schumacher asserts that Lovell took her phone and the verbal encounter turned physical when she used another phone to reach out to her mother. In court documents, Schumacher alleges, I ran and unlocked the back door, went back to the bedroom, and sat my gun on the floor by my feet. She claims she informed dispatch of these actions while Lovell was on the phone with them. Shoemaker then alleges that Lovell then charged her, and then she picked up the the gun again. When Lovell escaped through a window and began to run through the yard, Officer Vargas said he saw, quote, what appeared to be a dark colored handgun that that was pointed towards the victim's direction. At this point, I heard a cop yell, stop running or I will shoot. So Steve stopped at the gate of my fence, and he had his back to me the whole time, Shoemaker said. Then I was shot in the arm. I did not hear an officer yell to me to put my weapon down, Shoemaker claims. Our Division of Criminal Investigation has not released any additional information pertaining to the investigation of the officer-involved shooting. The Washington County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously Tuesday morning to offer Katrina Altenhofen an appointment as the ambulance department's interim director. Altenhofen is Hospice of Washington County's executive director, but has a lengthy background in emergency medical services. Supervisors plan to hold a special meeting to make the appointment as soon as possible after Altenhofen's anticipated acceptance. If goes through, she'll take the helm of a county service in tumo- turmoil, which officials and employees say is plagued with factionalism and fear of retaliation. Given the tense situation, supervisors said they had to choose between the neutrality of a distance applicant from Cedar Rapids and the familiarity of Alnhelfen, a former ambulance staff member whose office shares a backyard in the service's building a few hundred feet away. Ultimately, they chose the latter. While she currently works in hospice care, Alnhaven's ambulance experience is nothing to scoff at. She's a former member of the state's Bureau of Emergency Medical Services, which regulates ambulances, and founder of the Westchester First Responder EMS Service in 1989. Alnhaven is also a certified paramedic with years of experience on the Washington County Ambulance before it was a government service, although county officials said they didn't plan to put her on ambulance shifts. She said she was likely to accept the position. The likely new interim said the likely new interim said ambulance work wouldn't trade off with her position at the hospice center. The temporary ambulance position is 15 to 20 hours per week and is not intended as a permanent role, according to county supervisors. That was it for today's top stories. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're all the weather and sports. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their healthcare decisions while maintaining quality of life. Hello, and welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. We have the weather and sports coming up, but first obituaries. Doris Jean Robbins of Kiyosaka passed away on December 5th at the age of 73. Schmitt's funeral home of Farmington is in charge of the arrangements. Joanne Leah Noonan of Edina, Missouri, passed away on December 3rd at the age of 89. Celebration of Life will be held on December 10th at the Knox County Community Center in Edina, Missouri. Steve McCLenahan of Victor passed away on December 4th at the age of 66. A graveside service will be held at 11 a.m. on December 9th at the Goldenrod Cemetery in Deep River. That was Obituaries. It is now time for the weather. The weather is brought to you by Jacqueline Ariola LLC come visit Jackie in her new location downtown. She is ready to serve Washington and the surrounding community. We had some dense fog this morning, but since then it has turned into a decent day. It's been 49 degrees and partly cloudy. Tomorrow there is an 85% chance of rain with a high of 41. And on Friday, the snow has been taken out of the forecast. It'll be partly cloudy with a high of 43. Looking at the weekend, it'll be cloudy both days with Saturday's high being 45 and Sunday's being 47. We're going to take another brief break, and when we come back, we'll have the scores of last night's basketball games. Federation Bank is a locally-owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross. Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. It is now time for sports. Sports. Brought to you by Fairway. There wasn't much Washington basketball could do on Tuesday night against Pella as the Dutch were red hot shooting the ball. Between the three ball and lockdown defense, the Dutch defeated the Demons 77-50, It's Washington's second loss of the season. Patterson paced the Demons with 13 points in the loss. Aiden and AJ Six each finished the night with eight points. The Demons dropped to one-two in the season and they will take on Burlington on Friday. In recent years, Pella has been a thorn in the side of Washington and girls basketball. Between the Demons and Dutch, the last two meetings, Pella has outscored the Demons 124 to 30. On Tuesday night, the two teams met once again, but this time around the Demons showed just how much they've improved. Washington gave Pellet its all, but fell to the Dutch 51-41. to Washington played well on the defensive end in the Tuesday night contest, but a slow first quarter of putting the ball in the basket ended up being the difference maker. Murphy led Washington with eight points in the loss. Messinger followed with seven. Washington will be back at it on Friday night against Burlington on the road. The first four games of the 2022-23 girls' basketball season hadn't gone the way the Panthers had planned. For four early losses, three of which were by single digits, had Mount Pleasant looking for a win on Tuesday night, and that's exactly what they got. After blowing a halftime lead, the Panthers used a big fourth quarter to take down previously unbeaten Oskaloosa 41-32. LaParetto finished the night with 24 points and 17 rebounds. Schmulfenig ended with 11. Alex Scott scored four, and Andy Scott had two. Mount Pleasant moves to one and four on the year and zero and one in conference play. They'll be, uh, they'll play its second Southeast Conference game on Friday night when the Panthers welcome in Keokuk, who is two and one the season and one and zero in conference play. That's the news for Southeast Iowa. I've been your host Nick Stephens. This has been your news break, and I will see you next time.